Good morning. Today we will examine deteriorating ties between the European Union and its biggest trading partner China. We will then look at India's COVID vaccination efforts as the country continues to register new infections in record numbers and we will finally discuss the possibility of a Russia-Pakistan tie-up to supply fuel to Islamabad. Today is Wednesday, the 14th of April. I am Arunava and you're listening to the Leaders Brief by Ego Monk. In a move that threatens to change global trade dynamics and increase tensions between European nations and China, the 27-member European Union has placed provisional duties on a set of Chinese aluminium products. However, unlike recent European sanctions on Beijing, tariffs on the aluminium flat roll products does not come from the bloc's concerns about alleged human rights abuses committed by China, but is instead the result of an unfair trade practice. The European Commission said on Monday that an investigation had revealed that Chinese exporters increased their share of the EU market by 5% between 2017 and 2020. At a time, prices had declined by 9%. According to the European Commission investigation, the share of aluminium exports from China to the European Union increased from 6.2% in 2017 to 11.2% in 2020, during which period EU producers started registering losses. As a result, the European Commission, which oversees trade in the 27 member countries, has set anti-dumping tariffs ranging from 19.3% to 46.7% on Chinese companies exporting aluminium flat roll products. Notably, last year, Beijing overtook the United States of America as the European Union's largest trading partner, and the 27 member bloc in China are in the process of finalizing the Comprehensive Agreement on Investment, a deal they signed after 7 years of negotiations. A fresh COVID wave coupled with a shortage of vaccines have significantly decreased the EU's trade potential and recent sanctions by the European Union on China and vice versa threatened to slow down trade recovery in the continent. It should be noted that Britain's exit from the bloc last year has also created significant trade challenges for the European Union. Moving on to some news about the COVID pandemic, last week India recorded the highest number of coronavirus deaths in over 5 months. According to statistics released by the country's health ministry, India reported 131,968 new infections and 780 deaths on Friday. Almost half of these infections were reported from the western state of Maharashtra, which houses the country's financial capital, Mumbai. The situation has forced Maharashtra's state government to reimpose lockdown measures in all parts of the city, severely hurting trade and commerce. According to experts, the second COVID wave in India is spreading more rapidly. And as several people are commuting out of the state, the possibility of a larger, more severe pandemic looms large. While a large section of marginal migrant workers, who make up for a substantial portion of the state's urban population, are choosing to return to their hometowns to avoid adversities as had been faced during the country's previous lockdown, another group of migrant professionals are traveling to their home states to cast their votes. Elections are being held in four major states in the country. and political rallies where thousands are gathering without any preventive measures have increased concerns of health officials in such a situation the country has to ramp up its vaccination drive if it wishes to avoid economic catastrophe in the form of a second nationwide lockdown while india is the largest vaccine manufacturer in the world it remains unclear whether new delhi would be able to supply enough doses to meet the sharp increase in demand for covid vaccines The country has decided to cut exports but manufacturing facilities such as the Serum Institute of India are under immense pressure from previously signed deals. Recently Gavi which co-leads the vaccine sharing facility Covax with the World Health Organization was quoted by news agency Reuters as saying that Serum is legally compelled to ship coronavirus vaccines to the facility. India which is presently administering vaccines to those aged above 45 
and is heavily dependent on the serum-manufactured AstraZeneca shots, is investigating any domestic cases of blood clotting that had prompted several countries to pause using the Oxford University-developed vaccine. While India immunized over 100 million people within three months after launching its vaccination drive, the average of about 4 million doses being administered every day may not be enough for the country with a population of 1.3 billion. At the present rate, the country will be able to administer 1.4 billion doses in a year's time, but as the AstraZeneca vaccine requires two shots, the number of vaccinated people would be half of the number. However, India's health minister, Dr. Harshwardhan, has said that the country has enough doses in stock and he doesn't see the need for another nationwide lockdown as long as people follow COVID preventive measures strictly. Meanwhile, Johnson & Johnson said last Friday that it is in talks with the Indian government to begin a clinical trial of its single-dose vaccine in the country. Moving on to some news about India's neighbour Pakistan, the country might source a majority of its LNG requirements from Russia to make up for its gas shortages. Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov said that Moscow has offered Islamabad liquefied natural gas supplies after meeting his Pakistani counterpart Shah Mahmud Qureshi. Mr. Lavrov said that he discussed ways in which the two countries could better their bilateral ties, including in energy and trade. The Russian Foreign Minister revealed that trade turnover between Russia and Pakistan rose to hit a record $790 million last year. According to oil price, Pakistan, which receives most of its gas from Qatar, has a gas shortfall of 1.5 billion cubic feet per day, with the figure expected to double by 2025. Notably, Russia and Pakistan are working on an 1,100-kilometer gas link project named the Pakistan Stream Gas Link. The project, agreed upon by the two countries in 2015, expects to deliver 12.4 billion cubic meters of gas annually. That is all for today. Thank you for listening. We will be back tomorrow with more happenings from around the world. Tune into Egomong to stay updated on the latest happenings and their impact on global trade, technology, and innovation. Egomong helps you make sense of change. We are a global intelligence platform delivering asymmetric outcomes by bringing organizations closer to the communities they want to serve and the leaders they wish to influence. Visit our website insights.egomong.com, that is I-N-S-I-G-H-T-S dot E-G-O-M-O-N-K dot C-O-M to subscribe and make better and faster decisions today. If you wish to collaborate with us, then please email us at contact at the rate egomog.com. Mm-hmm.